You are listening to the Super Freak Media Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please be sure to show your support and follow us on our other social media platforms. Check out the links listed in the description of this episode to find out more. Thank you. Uh, and the scene where they rip off someone's <laughs> with the mouth. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Absolutely beautiful. Masterpiece. We, we knew where it was going, didn't we? It should have won, it should have won an Emmy um, just for that episode. <laughs> Welcome to the There Queer Podcast, the podcast where two homos called Liam take too many trips to a house that we're sick of seeing and bring you tales <laughs> of woe, horror, and gay. You are gay! Hi, I'm Liam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Liam J. And with me, as always, is the other Liam, uh, Liam B. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm not used to being referred to as the other Liam. I usually call you the other Liam. This is... This is weird. I feel like we're in some kind of multiverse. Yeah, the Liam. <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, I've become some kind of other woman. Today I got propositioned. Somebody offered me £20 to fart on their, on their face today. <laughs> um, but like we said, £20 is £20, so... Go get that exactly. coin, girl. I'm having a Chinese takeaway tonight, so... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, are those Not new confirming shoes or that denying where the money's coming from. <laughs> yeah, twenty pound £20 just to fart on someone's face. I found that quite a bargain. But anyway, uh, I think um, that's that's a that's a good deal. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, I've done worse for free. <laughs> Incredible. Um, yes, yes. we today we are discussing American horror stories. Um, I'm going to emphasise this on that. We're not talking about every single episode. And season of American Horror Story. Uh, mm-hmm. It's American Horror Stories, uh, the anthology series that was supposed to be separate stories and wasn't. Yeah, I think it was. It was a strange one when I found out, obviously, about them making it. I, I felt like they were going to go in one direction. And I'm not too sure they uh, they did, but I'm excited mm. to talk about it nonetheless. Because uh, I think yeah. this was your first time watching it, wasn't it, for this? It so. was, yeah. Um, I've had a love-hate relationship with American Horror Story as of late. So yeah. when this was announced, I was kind of like, I had like American Horror Story fatigue. Oh. Uh, and Ryan Murphy fatigue. Oh. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm down for yeah. it. But then I saw like screenshots of certain episodes and I got told that the everyone kept telling me, you're going to love the driving episode. And I'm like, okay, but if you're hyping it up this much, then yeah. I don't know. But they were right. So <laughs> they were they were right indeed. Um, I think, yeah, a lot of people had been experiencing American Horror Story fatigue. And I think that in many ways this was a smart move for Ryan Murphy Co FX to to kind of revitalize this anthology it's kind of almost like an anthology within an anthology like it was a great idea when American Horror Story 
didn't repeat itself every season and then this is like every episode now and i think it speaks of the fact that audiences like their attention spans don't necessarily last a whole season of a show anymore like they did when american horror story started i think now people are are wanting like things like to be immediate or self-contained like short films are super popular online and i very much felt like this was like a series of short films in many ways I suppose. It, it, if you see in my face reacting weirdly, it's because, um, oh my God, everything's popping up on my laptop. What's going on? <laughs> Sorry. There's it's a those websites you've been, uh, you've been yeah. visiting. That's what it is. Oh. <laughs> you mean big titty women are available in your area? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Ryan Murphy did something to my laptop then. But yeah, um, I've always loved like an anthology anything like i love mm. creep show i always love mm-hmm. goosebumps and the twilight zone and stuff of like that on paper that coupled with american horror story was going to be yeah. something that i love but as i said at the time i just had complete and utter fatigue i just needed a break mm-hmm. i think in many ways and we'll get into this i treat this as like i think the only thing it shares and obviously in season one we've only had one season so far and we're expecting season two I think the only thing that it really shares is like the name. I don't think the quality of the episodes is anywhere near the quality of the episodes of American Horror Story. Like um, I do feel like it's just a, it's very much like, I don't know, it's the ugly sister of the, the actual show. Shame! <laughs> if that oh, makes wow. sense. Not usually do we kind of talk about something, I suppose, that we may, I, I certainly feel quite opinionated on about this show because mm-hmm. I really do love American Horror Story. Um, I'd probably say it's right behind like Stranger Things for me in terms of like a show I've really yeah. loved and followed. So again, I was excited for an offshoot of that. Maybe what we got wasn't necessarily what I was thinking it was going to be. So I, I mean, if we give an overview of the, of the series, we've got seven episodes in this first season. We've got Rubber Woman part one and two as the first two episodes, which was. Mm-hmm what this whole thing was kind of the foundation of this show was oh we're going back to murder house we're going to get a a rubber woman story as opposed to the rubber man Mm. um episode three we've got drive-in episode four is the naughty list which i believe is the shortest episode of the season episode five is baal i think i'm pronouncing that right it's b-a apostrophe a-l um it could just be ball i suppose (laughs) um (laughs) Episode six is Feral and the finale is episode seven, Game Over, where again we go back to to Murder House. I suppose we don't need to ask each other how we got into this because it's only really just come out. Uh, I mean, I watched this as it aired last year, but do you have a favourite episode then out of those those seven? Oh, um, so Driving happened to end up being my favourite. As people said, I'd enjoy it and they were right. I really loved The Naughty List. Um, but I'm a big sucker for Danny Trejo in anything. I think he's fucking <laughs> phenomenal. Basically, my favourite ones were the one not in Murder House, which is a shame <laughs> because, I, like, Murder House is one of my favourite like seasons of TV ever. I think it's absolutely like near enough perfect. Yeah, Ball not so much until like maybe the last 10 minutes yeah i will also say i agree driving was my favorite like i absolutely loved it at the time it's a an episode directed by eduardo sanchez of blair witch fame we've got hey. adrian barbeau making a, a cameo in a great an role. absolute queen 
Uh, Naomi Grossman is back. Obviously, we're used to seeing her play Pepper, and this time she's a, a one-eyed victim of of the film. Um, I, I think it's it's a really cool concept about like, and it comments on something we regularly talk about on these these podcast episodes about the influence of horror and media mm-hmm. on like impressionable minds. Um, but it turns yeah. it up to an eleven. So I think. I agree with you. I really, really loved the episodes where we weren't... They were completely different to American yeah. Horror Story. I think in many ways, the it didn't. we didn't need an opening of two episodes set in Murder House, which was essentially nah. the same story. It had its moments. There were things that I liked about it, but I think it tainted Murder yeah. House in many I ways. Think, I think what's going to be good is if we run through... We don't go into like ridiculous amount of detail but run through the episodes so we've got episode one and two which is the rubber woman and yes we get to see that beautiful beautiful house but we don't see people that we expect to see in there um so these uh this season is just full of nepotism babies like yeah everyone's got a famous like mum or dad or relative and it's just like oh there's so much more talent out there and that's not to, <laughs> like, that's not to discredit these like the people mm-hmm. in it but there are like so we get Paris jackson appears who else have we got we've, we've got, got kaya gerber who is the daughter of cindy crawford oh well she i mean she's stunning very much, she looks she looks yeah. like a mother um, and, and then in so the last episode, so, we've got Noah Cyrus as well, obviously, sister of Miley Cyrus. So another link, I suppose. Noah Cyrus has a great song called uh, My Way. Yeah. Why don't we do it my way? It is with one bit. One bit of Noah Cyrus. One bit. Oh, one bit. After, for a minute, I thought you said Tony Bennett. I like, <laughs> I don't <remember laughs> Why don't Tony. we do it my way? <laughs> so, yeah. Sing with so, me. This is... This is the season of the nepotism baby. And uh, it's just, Mm. the thing is about the rubber women, rubber woman episode one and two is Mm. it, to me, it just, it treads too much of the same footing as murder house did. It's basically this Mm -hmm. near enough, the same part. Um, It is absolutely new family move into a house. Daughter falls in love with a psycho. She gets haunted by turns... a gimp suit. <laughs> yeah. It's, and it's, it's a whole to thing. To me, it doesn't... It, it To me, it doesn't take enough risks, these episodes. But then, we'll get into it, because then it takes too many risks and it ends up being the most self-gratuitous. Anyway. Um, but yeah, the first two episodes, that, as I said, I, I should be happy that we're back in Murder House because mm-hmm. I love Murder House. Uh, it wasn't nice to see the physical space again. To have two episodes set in there and, you know, if if we're at Murder House, we expect to see Constance. Um, we expect to see Viv. We expect to see Violet and Tate and Violet stuff. Violet and, and Tate, we, yeah. Yeah. We get, we get references to them, but we don't get to see them. Yeah, I think that was the annoying thing. It's like when you've got a space which is occupied by such iconic characters and there's like literally a whole cast of iconic characters, but then the ones mm. that we see are kind of like the ones that were like referenced in historic stories or ones yeah. that never really featured heavily in the original show. Yeah. It just didn't make all that much sense. It made me feel quite uncomfortable um, mm. purely because this, how old is she? Like 15? And they're like, mm. hi, we know that you're into really extreme porn. And it's like, right. I'd- yeah. 
it, it tackles some weird issues which, and like uh, obviously kind of... i'm not saying that young people i mean i work with young people like i'm mm. not saying that young people can't watch porn but that it's just it was very it was a weird it was a for... weird, weird angle to to take yeah. i mean i will say sierra mccormick plays the title character in these these first two episodes she's, she's incredible i think she's yeah she's absolutely great and i think what the the problem was is she was so great that then when she is up against these nepotism babies it's mm. so apparent that like she is an actress yeah and these other because, people aren't yeah. necessarily um that, I, you have to forgive great. me for name but like cindy crawford's daughter maybe she should follow her mum's footsteps and just do modeling because yeah cindy crawford is like if we're talking 90s supermodels Mm. Cindy and Naomi are my favourite and then Heidi like yeah. I love Cindy Crawford um, but yeah she, to me she didn't hold any sort of she was very one note as, a, as an actress I mean I, yeah I, I don't the, know if the, that came from the material though because we've got to remember that the material they were working from wasn't great either look at the material oh god <laughs> yeah I think the problem with this is it was American Horror Story by association. You had such an iconic location which literally birthed the franchise and set up a lot of the mythology that like is carried and echoed through a lot of the seasons, like mm-hmm. about ghosts being in the, that trapped in a certain place, being able to go elsewhere at Halloween. All of these like rules that Murder House really established really, really well. Mm-hmm. But then we were now given a really shit script people mm. who in my eyes really couldn't really act so they couldn't elevate the material no. but then also th- there was nothing that progressed the story there was oh. no reason why this story needed to be told i've got to eyes. say as well the camera work made me feel sick now mm. i'm I, i'm not i'm not like a camera person i don't know all those things but it's and it's not just the first two episodes it like mm. carries on this season some of the camera work is really shoddy there's so many cuts and jump cuts that i yeah. started to get i started to feel sick watching it and i'm somebody who can like the blair witch project doesn't make me feel sick i don't get motion <laughs> sickness like yeah but there were so many unnecessary cuts and yeah, i don't sure it, it just felt it felt like it was shuddily edited together as well which is i mean that that was the whole thing and i think this is why overall if i'm being honest i felt like it tarnished the franchise as opposed to elevating it or adding anything Mm. to it because it felt so kind of like shoddy and so like cheap like you could tell the production value wasn't there you could tell that unfortunately the talent wasn't necessarily Mm. always i had to google to make sure that these all weren't like competition first time filmmaker winners you know what i mean and that's not to discredit people who were first time filmmakers at all but you know what i mean it, yeah it felt it didn't feel like it for the budget it had it didn't feel like it had that much yeah. for the budget it had it must have just spent it all on like michael jackson's daughter if you know what i mean <laughs> yeah but i will i will say that i'll give paris a juice she was all right but yeah she was she, but she did feel like an emma roberts character she yeah. just I will give it its dues. I think the the Rubber Woman storyline, obviously, it does it does tackle some interesting things. I think tackling the idea of a teenager being obsessed with uh, really brutal and savage like porn is is an interesting uh, approach. Um, mm. I do think though it it did tackle, and I mean particularly throughout all of these episodes, it's obviously very much geared towards a younger audience, um, like the perils of social media or these sorts of things. These weren't mm. things that 
we had with Violet and Tate in the original Murder House because social media wasn't what it is today. So Mm -hmm. there is, I mean, pretty much the naughty list is a TikTok episode. Like it's the whole idea, I think, is for them to appeal to a younger audience and pull them in. And then maybe through this, the younger audience might then discover the older seasons and the older episodes as opposed to getting into the newer stuff. So it does bridge the gap in that regard. Uh, it might just be that I'm turning into an old man now and I'm a bit like... Oh, yeah. But I just didn't really see the appeal or the value of, of these stories. Um, no, it's... I feel it like... just familiar uh, ground, but done um, in there a There was really some, like, really dumb writing as well. Like, I feel like, oh, my God, the most... The bits that, like, made me being like, I'm going to switch this off in a minute is... Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got the gay parents but of course the gay parents are mm-hmm. promiscuous and yeah. can't you know the gay person has they have to do <laughs> drugs not like they they were harmful harmful I did, they were just stereotypes and i'm not saying that gay people mm-hmm. can't be portrayed as this but when it becomes in this franchise we mm-hmm. happen to be portrayed one way i think the only character queer character in american horror story history who i've ever felt was given like true like gravitas and a decent story was mm. elizabeth taylor in hotel like mm. otherwise i feel like we've just been copy and paste sex crazed mm. drug addicted um promiscuous just mm. i mean that's not to say that, that <laughs> angles of that don't exist in the queer community the problem is whereas i think I don't know. They they kind of got away with it maybe a little bit more in American Horror Story was the fact that these characters were flawed and that it like felt right for them to kind of have to confront that in many ways. Whereas yeah. in this, it was like, because we only had a short amount of time, we were heavily relying on stereotypes for each of mm-hmm. the queer characters. I mean, it, one thing which is important, obviously, we're a queer podcast. At the centre of these first two stories, very much is a queer love story uh, mm-hmm. between the rubber woman and uh, Kai Gerber's character. And like this weird sadomasochistic psychotic relationship that they have going on mm. so i mean it's it's not like the representation isn't there i think it's pretty much there in near enough every episode there is like a reference to a queer character or a queer issue mm. yeah i just don't think it's done very well like i think no. it's just like like it, it's very I, ham-fisted yeah it doesn't it just it, it feels lazy um mm. but yeah in this um i suppose we do get a we do get a returning character in the form of crying wank Ben. <laughs> yeah, Dylan McDermott does make a, a cameo in the last episode, Game Over. So I suppose the difference between the first two episodes and the finale is the settings are both Murder House, but the it kind of becomes meta within meta in that last episode. Like American Horror Story exists as a TV uh-huh. series, but then also the ghosts of American Horror Stories are in there in real life like it's very confusing yeah, we'll, what it's wanting to do yeah we'll get we'll get to that one because i have a lot of, like quite a bit to say about that episode so anyway yeah. moving swiftly on from rubber woman mm. one and two um mm. and ne- third episode is the drive-in episode is it just yes. called drive-in it is um, just called drive-in yeah i said so this is my favorite out of all of them uh the idea that there's um people are going to see a cult film that was mm-hmm. only showed once, uh, and when it was shown, the whole cinema like erupted into violence, and every, all the cinema goers killed each other or mutilated each other. And then 
it's many years later and there's a drive-in showing of it so, and like the world's going crazy and really want to see it oh I should have said it at the beginning spoiler alert for all of these <laughs> um, but yeah turns out the same shit happens again uh, in spectacular fashion as I said Adrian Barbo turns up looking like she's she's like she doesn't look like she's aged a day since no. she was and in her prime in like the fog and creep show and yeah there's just... no surprise to say that she's like such a standout mm-hmm. character in this episode I, I love mm. her so much I, everything she's appeared in I loved it even what's that horrible dreadful RuPaul show that happened AJ and the Queen oh, AJ and the Queen yeah <laughs> when she popped up in that <laughs> I was well so she's bad. just she's just great um and I mean, yeah, that again, hair as well. It just it just draws attention though to the fact, doesn't it, that like when you do get someone of that caliber involved, mm. like everyone else needs to be up to scratch with that. I mean, I will say I didn't think the acting was too terrible in this um, no. in this episode, um, and I mean that's obviously a credit to the actors, but also Eduardo Sanchez as well. Like. I think a thing with these, a lot of these episodes I noticed were written by a guy called Manny Koto, and he also directed a, a few of them as well. Um, right. and, but I, I don't know. I looked at his filmography like while I was doing research for this, and he's not his experience in the director's chair seems to mainly be kind of this series. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, I don't know. Like, I think it's great. We do need to be taking risks on new directors. Like, please God, fingers crossed someone book me one day. But um, <laughs> I don't know. It was, I, I think the, the episodes where we had other people involved, there was just a, a finesse to this episode, yeah. which I really liked. This, I would, even though I really liked that it was like, short form content uh, i feel like a lot was packed in there but i do feel mm. like it could this could like that could have easily have been turned into a feature film and i really would have enjoyed it like yeah. there's so much more I'd, there's some after that there's so much more i still want to know about it and with that question it like it just set it sets up a lot it also answers a lot but also doesn't give too much away and it's it's brilliant i've really enjoyed thinking about it now i enjoy it even more i think the pacing of it was really good as well knowing that they had a short amount of time to tell this story mm-hmm. there's not too much exposition as well which some of the other episodes f- suffer greatly from absolutely um, i agree there isn't too much given away and when it is it's like fed to us in a really natural way it feels like there are things the writing in this episode as well is is very strong some great moments of dialogue the queer person in this again is sex obsessed but to me it feels a little bit more natural in this uh and the scene where they rip off someone's (laughs) with the mouth absolutely (laughs) uh, oh my god absolutely beautiful masterpiece we we knew where it was going didn't we it should have it should have won an emmy um just for that so (laughs) Um, but no, I really enjoyed it. I re- the violence in this was oh my god, I love it. Was it was done, done really, really well? Like, I mean, yeah, it, it had everything. I mean, it did kind of practically devolve into a bit of a zombie flick, at, like at some yeah. points, because that, essentially that is what happens to people when they they see this this film. But the, I don't know. The concept is what is killer. Like the idea yeah. of there being like this cursed film, like this cursed media that everyone is naturally going to want to consume. And when they do, it just turns them into absolute maniacs. Like, mm. like you said, it, this is a story that really had legs. And I think the other episodes, not all of them, but some of them particularly really didn't have that like kind of winning mm. idea. And I'm really hopeful that we have more ideas like this going into season two. Well, um, my question to you, if mm. that happened in real life, not the drive-in bit, but like mm. say in the eighties, a film came out mm-hmm. and the same thing happened. But next week I was to tell you that 
I don't know, showcase are going to show it. Would you go, <laughs> would you go and watch it? I 100% would. Like, I know I I'm like that yeah. dumb. Um, but I mean, this as well, and I don't know if obviously it was like a, a, a nod to it. There was um, a great anthology series, I think back in the 90s, called Masters of Horror. And John mm-hmm. Carpenter did an e- episode of this, called, uh, episode of it called Cigarette Burns. And it was mm-hmm. a similar idea where there was a film, I think, of a like a fallen angel, which was like a cursed like film. And if you saw that, it kind of, took you in a similar yeah. place um this i think took that idea but then updated it to like for for kids and it did our generation. Yeah, it, it did feel it was, really fresh though like it did yes like yeah you can see where influences were but it didn't feel like it was oh we're just going to rip it off entirely it felt no. so, oh it, as i said after the first two episodes this one really felt like a it was breath so of, refreshing really breath it? good yeah. breath of fresh air and i was i was sitting there and i was like oh okay so after this one i was like Right, I'm ready for whatever comes next because mm-hmm. it's made yeah, up. Yeah, this it. definitely got me back into it. Absolutely, mm-hmm. after those first two episodes. Yeah, yeah. I do. Oh my god! So I, <laughs> I really do like everyone dismissing that woman who's like, "Don't go in there. Don't watch it." <laughs> yeah, I lost my eye because of this night. You crazy bitch! <laughs> you like, know, 100. percent We'd be exactly the same. Like we'd yeah. be like, "This is great marketing," and she's yeah. like, "Legit, like, no, you are gonna die." But also, I'd be one of those people who survive because I would also be sucking dick and too re- and too busy <laughs> to be watching the film. So, I yeah. didn't want to say, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so yeah, I th- again, I don't think there's. We've covered a lot of ground with that one, so mm. I'm happy to move on to episode four. Well, yeah, I mean, I will say, uh, obviously, you've spoken about this and how you felt. I think you liked this this episode. I was, like, very much back in the series after driving. And then episode four, we get the naughty list, which is the TikTok-themed Killer Santa mm. episode. <laughs> I've got to say, hands down, this was the worst episode for me. I absolutely hate it. I, I only enjoyed the last, like, ten minutes of this episode again. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah. yeah. Too much time was spent. But to consider spent... that the episode was like, what, 30-something yeah. minutes long? To only enjoy 10 minutes of it? I mean, Too much time was spent with those god-awful... I know we're not supposed to like these characters. I know that we aren't. But yeah. they didn't have to be that... Irrid- None of them felt Absolutely. real. Spot. None yeah. of them felt... Nobody is that dumb and clueless. Mm-hmm. It wasn't funny as well. I didn't find it funny. It was trying its hardest this to be it. funny. Yeah. I tell you what I did like to see, Dylan Burnside... <laughs> what a well, man. I mean, yeah, I'm very much a fan of of the 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 cast. I thought I thought the cast were like great, and I was happy to to see them. And I mean, I suppose they did do well to embody like these really. Because essentially, I, I'd say this episode is like a parody of the Jake Paul Logan Pauls of the world. And, and obviously, there was the the controversy with uh, Logan Paul when he went to the suicide forest in Japan and literally <clears throat> videoed a corpse. Like it's not like they they make mention to that and like have the characters mm-hmm. act in a really similar dumb way and i get what it was going for um i just think that yeah like there was no it yeah. just wasn't rewarding enough like it, it wasn't this was the episode i wanted the protagonist to suffer and mm-hmm. it was a bit too also yeah so in that amount of time nobody learned their lesson no. nobody i don't think nobody was punished enough for it um there was nothing redeemable about this and i'm not saying that every story has to be redeemable but i want some sort of payoff for having to endure listening and watching those dickhead characters Mm. um for the majority of that episode i didn't it was it got it got to a point as well where i feel like it was really beating the audience over the head of 
this is how far someone will go for fame. Like, oh, like yeah. we get, we get what you're trying to say. You don't have to go so like over the top and extreme. I think this it. is it. So, I mean, just to give a rough idea of the story, the, the, it essentially opens up like they're, they're this house of like content creators and they, they essentially video someone jumping off a, a bridge and committing suicide. And then they're kind of like, oh, well, this will be great for views. And they launch it at like one of their video parties. And then everyone is like, holy shit, what were you thinking? This is disgusting. Like mm-hmm. you shouldn't be mocking the last few minutes of someone who's clearly going through something. Um, and I think, you know, if the episode took that and then the characters were trying to maybe make up for what they'd done from that point, and then mm. they were confronted by this killer Santa who is ultimately, obviously, very much carrying out the will of, like... Why Why the f*** was it a killer Santa? Because it just... It, it, it was just nothing. very, very odd. I mean, the only way that they he sort of gets involved is because then they decide to pull another stunt and they go mm. to the mall... Oh, like before that, you're forgetting people. before that, they say if we go gay and we oh, like bro- yeah. bromosexual or whatever it's called, like, you know, and then we spend ages just watching them pretend to be gay. And there's no, there's, there was no horror at all, which it didn't feel yes. like a horror story. I mean, apart from I that, I feel like that was tapped of, on. Yeah. The way I would have gone about it, me personally, I would have had them the same beginning. They film this suicide, and then afterwards, they're really apologetic. And no, no matter what they try and do, they're not being redeemed. And it's mm. like that person's haunting them and causing all this misery to them. To then yeah. just randomly throw in a mall like Santa who's also yeah. a killer, like it, it felt so tacked on, and it felt like there was two different ideas. It was a there. complete waste of Danny Trejo as well, because spoiler alert: Danny it, Trejo is oh, like paying the killer Santa. A c- incredible actor, like one of the yeah. most phenomenal like actors we got out there. He's he's. You watch something with Danny Trejo in, you're not expecting like Oscar worthy performance, but what you're expecting is an actor who's like committed to a role will give sure. you. We'll give you action, but we'll also like put some like weight behind it. Um, Do you know what stands out to me? Like, I'm not a huge fan of the Rob Zombie Halloween films, but you know his, his performance in, those films, in that. Like, it's heartbreaking. He's barely and, like, any screen time, and yeah. he's like, and he's, he's the only the person bit out yeah. of that, that I like. The only yeah. person who connects like humanly with Michael, mm-hmm. like when he's in. I love that, and I just love him and everything he's been in. I just think he's brilliant, and it, he, mm. yeah, you were right. He was such a waste. I mean, do you know what this episode reminded me of more recently? What I've watched, and I know, I think we've discussed this like privately, but never on the podcast is the Dashcam film, which mm. I absolutely hated. And I mean, it was the case of it, like literally bashing you over the head with this protagonist that we're following is so unlikable and irredeemable, but then there was no reward to that. Like in with this as well, it's like the kills that happen. Are so fast and immediate, and mm. and so CGI heavy as well. Like when we've oh, come from days. driving with such practical yeah. effects and like great deaths and and the I don't know such like visceral imagery for this to be like some weird CGI blood splatter when someone gets like their throat ripped out or like shot in with an well, arrow. That's it's that's the difference between this series and other anthology shows. All mm. other anthology shows I've watched feel like they are not part of the same universe but there's like a through line with them all for of sure maybe like quality or writing someone's or overseen it and gone yeah. like this needs to be upped or this needs this to be this was yeah. a, it just there was no consistency throughout all mm. of them so but yeah the, as I said the characters are just until the very end completely annoying irredeemable not, not like and 
you can have dis unlikable characters in your film, but the payoff has to be right. They've been put dickheads, through the ringer, yeah, that like really yeah. make them suffer. Not for sure, especially like, and also I feel like it should be an importance to the order that they die. To me, the order was out of whack. The main blonde yeah. one, Mister Muscle, mm. should have been like the last death, and he should have been. He should have really suffered. Yeah, he was the worst or like part. watched everyone else suffer, or something like yeah. that. Like there needed, yeah, there needed to be kind of some. Mm-hmm. There was just there was no story to it really. No. I think and they had that- a pitch meeting and were like, mm-hmm. "Let's make something around TikTok. What's a cool trend? Oh well, we've had yeah. killer clowns. Let's make it festive and make it killer Santas now." And it's just oh, it was just really bad. I didn't like, um, but the the whole gay stuff in that as well. And I know, yeah. Oh, I, I know queer that. baiting is an issue on TikTok, and like, but, particularly through lockdown. Like, but how many things do you need to hit? How many things are... do you need to hit us over the head with? Though? There yeah. was too much. You, that was impossible. And then it just got to the point where I was like, "There's no like, you've wasted ten minutes of this short episode just showing mm-hmm. me people pretending to be gay with one another. It's boring. Like, yeah, piss off. Anyway, yeah, yeah. enough." <laughs> enough enough. Uh, enough enough so episode five we move on um to Baal, Baal, Baal. Oh, Baal. Um, <laughs> which is um another episode which stars uh, an american horror story alumni the only nepotism baby i will allow absolutely <laughs> we have billy lord in this episode and i mean she is someone who i think can act um, I would dare say I think they yeah. get her to ham it up in this episode quite a bit, but I think mm. I, I, this again was probably like one of my stronger episodes. I liked it. I thought it was like a story. It knew it was a self-contained story. It was going to be its own thing. It yeah. had like some nice homages thrown throughout there, uh, like Rosemary's Baby, things like that, which I enjoyed. This actually, interestingly enough, is the top-rated episode of the series according to IMDb. Okay. So interesting i don't agree Um, with it but i think i see why i i said i don't completely dislike this episode i have a lot of issues with it and i enjoyed the last bit of it i really love billy lord's performance in this is phenomenal Mm -hmm. um i love it shout out to whoever did wardrobe in this episode as well because shit on the whole aesthetic of this episode is is great the the final outfit outfit she wears in this i nearly said out shit then <laughs> the final outfit she has in this episode, like yeah. the final okay. outfit she wears with that big hat when she's in the prison, yeah. amazing. But anyway, so basically, uh, we meet this couple, very wealthy couple, can't have a baby, uh, no matter how much they try. Um, mm-hmm. They go to a fertility clinic, and this woman's like, "Oh, I feel really bad for you." He's like a little yeah. magically totemy idol thing. <laughs> Stick it under your bed, have sex, you'll get pregnant. That mm-hmm. happens. Our main character can't connect with the baby because it's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Has, you, um, if you had a child, <laughs> has um, basically oh, postnatal yeah. depression. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't mean to say basically like it's this, this thing that, but I'm trying to whiz through the uh, synopsis here. Can't connect to it, but then life finds a way through meditation or holistic <laughs> baby water bath stuff. Anyway, that happens. She keeps thinking she sees a demon. Right. <laughs> Plot twist: a fella is part of a production company and has set it all up. And mm. she's gone into the nut house and he wants to take her millions. But oh, another plot twist. She actually summoned the real demon to f them up and then is like, Do you want to stick your willy in me and give me another baby? <laughs> like, yeah, go on. Wow, Mia. Wow, um, Mia. I might as well. But um, I um yeah. 
with this episode, I have a lot of issues with this episode because when I talk about hitting you over the head with exposition, this is the fucking episode. They God, basically yes. sit there at one point and they're like, well, I love lighting. Uh, I, I love directing. Oh, yes, me, I'm an actor. And then the, the scene where we've got the twist and they're all discussing it. My, well, it was thanks to my strobe lighting that we did it. Oh, but what about my fog machine? It's so lazy. <laughs> you didn't need to tell us. I, no. Show me, don't tell me. And Absolutely. I, alri- I, I already, once the twist happened, I already knew that his mates were in on it. Yeah. And I didn't need to know what individual each one did individually because they've told me in the previous scene what they do. So yeah. I already know it was lazy as f- I hate mm. it when stories hit me and slap me I over mean, the face this, with exposition. This, oh! this episode is an example of where the concept is great. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. I love anything like demonic, supernatural, all that sort of stuff. I think naturally, childbirth, obviously, I don't have a uterus, so I can't comment, but childbirth must be such a scary thing to experience as an individual and such an unknown thing as well. And yeah, the idea of you not naturally clicking with your baby, even though you've gone through years of like IVF treatment, like that's a horror story in itself. Mm-hmm. And like that then yeah. takes the sidelines to like this very convoluted plot of like, oh, okay, this is essentially like a prank this whole thing is a prank i mean I, I i didn't hate it i just think like you said it could have been shown not tell, told to you it's it's oh, hammered oh, over yeah. your head i think as well a lot of the scares were like kind of a i think it was a bit lazy this one this is an episode that definitely relies a lot on loud noises loud noises when yeah, goodness, not very yeah. much happens like uh, billy lord mm-hmm. will literally just look to her left and it'll be like <laughs> And you're like, oh, okay, she, she, she's glanced dramatically. I always like a, a bit of a revenge story, and I'm glad that... I think I loved the, the twist that then, yeah, she did actually summon a demon, and it went apeshit and completely ripped everyone apart, leaving just her incredibly horrible boyfriend to just, I don't know, rot in prison. I think it's, it, that is great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, it's to say it was a longer episode. I think it definitely felt longer. I mean, I, I rewatched this one today. It does well. It does deliver on its promise of like being a contained horror story. I didn't hate it. I even think, you know, if it had been like a period setting or something like that, might have just elevated it yeah. a little bit more to make me like it a bit mm. better. I, I, um, again, it was again. It, it did try to cram too much. I would have mm. like a feature length film of that would be brilliant. And if you slowly drip mm. feathers that not everything's as it seems because I thought when I was first watching I was like that demon looks like shit like what the f*** have they done and then <laughs> wouldn't you know it's intentionally supposed to look like shit yeah. it's a bit more fun but yeah. like at first I was like oh god I was like even Buffy mm. like in 97 managed to make demons look better than that and but yeah. then yeah that was the I mean, funny I will, part. I will then. say, then when we do get the demon at the end, the makeup is impeccable. Like, I love oh, yeah. the, Gorgeous. the design. Oh, yeah, gorgeous. Absolutely uh, stunning. And uh, I'm sure uh, I, I understand as well, he's a very muscly dude, why she maybe wants to have a baby with uh, mm. said demon. Oh, so. I'd have shagged it. I'd have shagged it, absolutely, yeah. Um, you heard it here yeah. first, folks. This is the podcast where Liam reveals he would have sex with a demon. I would. Oh, my God. There's plenty of demons that have sex with. Okay. Yeah. My my inner demons. Shout out to Billy Lord's, uh, like, final costume when she goes to visit her sexy f***ing boyfriend in prison. He, he's in 911 Lone Star, and he plays a gay firefighter. Very sexy oh. in that. 
Oh, okay. And he's also bisexual in real life. Um, hey. Yeah. Very- <laughs> How you doing? Hey. Um, yeah, I'd ride that demon like the wind, and um, I'd wear Billy Lord's like white power suit, white comma power suit with the hat on. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. So, episode six, we're on the penultimate episode now. We've got Feral, which is. I'd say the wrong turn hillbilly cannibalistic yeah. episode. So it's tackling again another subgenre of, I'd say particularly American horror. Like I do mm. feel like the hillbilly genre is very much an American well, thing. Well, yeah, so I wasn't uh, mad at it. No, no, but but that's like it, they were clever with that because there's like mm. a big trend on TikTok over the last year where people are talking about all the conspiracy theories about the Appalachian Mountains so it's very clever I enjoyed that very on trend yeah I really did like this episode there was again some choices well this this was an episode that was written and directed by Manny Cotto again so I I will say I do think this was the strongest one of the bunch from him yeah I I generally found this one quite unsettling and creepy as well Mm. Um, so basically a couple go to the woods lose their child we get a flash forward and, yeah, we, uh, we we come back a decade later, yeah. and they're still desperately see- searching for said child, and yeah. they they follow a guy into the woods with the promise that he's seen mm-hmm. this child maybe on like a hunting camera. Um, and it turns in, in out wilderness. that's bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. They meet Cody Fernal on the way, who's so fucking far. <laughs> <laughs> he is a very beautiful man. Absolutely, he is. Yeah, again, pulling in another. American Horror Story alum to mm. fill out the cast um, and I think you can tell he's having fun with this role in this one mm. just um, have fun with me oh wow oh my god <laughs> I, I wouldn't have thought that Cody Fern was your clean type. Up of his he's just oh. very pretty he uh, is very pretty he's very yeah. beautiful he's beautiful go- do you know what he really reminds me of there's a painting of Lucifer yes where it's I looking mean, that's like why- that he was perfect That's why he was perfect in Apocalypse, Michael. wasn't yeah. he? As, yeah, but he's, as he's some. so, so beautiful. Just like mm. stunning. Um, and I know it's big. Uh, I know. <laughs> so I've got, I don't know if, I, I can't remember if I spoke about this before, but I have a sixth sense where I can look at someone who has a penis and I know what it looks like. And I've, I've been, never been wrong. Never been wrong. And okay. I, I gonna, know... Okay, what I do you know. think mine looks like? I, I'll I'll answer that off air because then you'll have to show me. Hey. So let me know. If I'm... <laughs> <laughs> but I know, I know that he's got low hanging balls. I just know it. I, I I can't believe I didn't think that we'd be talking about Cody Ferns, Cody Fern, but mm. <laughs> anyway, Cody Fern. So, so that <laughs> anyway <laughs> to bring you back in, that all happens. Turns out there were like people. In the yeah, forest. To talk, all... Talking about goblin meat, there are also people in the forest <laughs> that like oh to gobble God. meat. <laughs> there are cannibals in these woods. That's all scary. And it turns out that kid was snatched by them. Snatched. Um, and the kid's <laughs> like, You're not my mummy and daddy. Well, you are, but I don't care because this is my new family now. Eat them. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think the the strong bits about this episode are the fact that, like you said, it taps into this trend that we're getting with the Appalachian, uh, like, mountains and area. And, and the fact that the people going missing in the wilderness in America is a very big thing that does happen. And I don't uh-huh. think there's anywhere near enough 
people talking about it. Um, it does kind of reveal that the national park system was set up not to provide and preserve nature to to the masses, but rather to actually protect people from things that want to eat them because there's these pockets of these I don't know feral creatures existing all over America, which is an mm. absolutely terrifying concept. It um, absolutely so is. I love that. And I mean, we do get a lot of gore this episode. We get, obviously, mm. the things you'd expect. They are just cannibalistic, mutated, inbred creeps. Um, and yeah, right. the final reveal is that they see their kid and he calls them dinner. So I, I have a question. Another reason to not have children. That child, mm-hmm. why is it why is it look so f***ed up and why is its teeth so ugly? Because I'm not being funny. I think it's just the lack of dental care. Yeah, but like, <laughs> your teeth... Is teeth like? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, like I, an ang- like an anglerfish. Like, but is it because he's af- he's had to like eat bones and and like literally the meat off of people? Oh, I don't like, know. It, it I feel like that's me. like the angle. Anyway, I know what the you mean. They made highlights of this episode. Cody Fern. is Cody Cody <laughs> Fern. Like, but I like that they were talking. Like, they brought in some my like, Australian mythos there. Um, well, he, when they he, were talking he is about Australian, the, isn't he? So I think didn't he get to do it in his native accent? Oh, I didn't know he was Australian. I'm sure he is. I'm going to... Hey, gonna Cody. Can you do an Australian accent? No. <laughs> Cleo. No. Cleo. <laughs> Cleo. Uh, he is an Australian actor. Oh, and director. So oh. He can direct his dick into my... <laughs> In hindsight, like, I enjoyed this one a lot. Again, I feel like a little bit of time was wasted. I didn't need to... To me, I didn't need to see the beginning. I didn't need I to see that kicker missing. I liked that. I didn't mind that. The time jump, of, I guess, was interesting. Uh, but I suppose we needed that because of the reveal at the end and then the fact that he was now their king of sorts, like this weird child yeah. king. There was like a weird bone throne. Why? Bone throne, another name for you on Grindr. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I was back in again. I, I, I thought these two episodes were quite strong, the last two we've discussed. Mm. I, I didn't mind them. Have you seen the reboot as well, by the way, of, of Wrong Turn? Did you Have you watched that yet? I, ha- I have, yeah. What, um, what were your thoughts on that? Okay. that was very, like, progressive, wasn't it, in, like, the way it was? Yeah. It was okay, but I, I, I think, like, it was only Wrong Turn in name and not in... Yeah. Nature. It should I, have been its own I'm, thing. I like, I don't mind the wrong turn franchise at all. I like the no. first one because I love Eliza Dushku. The second one is actually quite great. Um, mm, that opening and, terrified me as yeah, a child. I think it's, I think it's like really clever. But, but, but anyway, with this, with this episode, yeah, the moments, uh, Aaron Tiviet, uh, is in it. I, I'm probably not saying that. Is he right, and he plays, he plays the dad and he's aged beautifully. Um, yes. very, very attractive. I'd, suck two out of three men in this episode so actually that's, that's that, guy ta- that guy takes them on the hike I don't you know if we're in the woods and there's no something, one else around go on something something about him bit of a bear bit of yeah. a bear in the woods nothing wrong with that um, but yeah so we we finish Feral and we <sighs> enter into the finale episode which was really hyped up another return to a murder house this one's mm. called Game Over and what a mess uh, it's I mean, they literally kind of, like, say in the episode. Like, I mean, for this to be the episode which probably features the most cameos of, like, American Horror Story characters, mm. it's such a shame. I mean, we it, it's so all over the place. Like, the idea is is that there's 
a, a woman who's a mother who's is making a game of murder house she's making a computer game in order to impress her son and it gets meta in the fact that the son's like oh you don't understand what murder house is about you don't understand like these characters need to (sighs) confront their trauma and their demons in order to become uh, free spirits in this house and it's just it's just an absolute mess and then for them to then throw in again the return of rubber woman and her girlfriend and that all being in the plot it's i mean what were they thinking it's a mess of an episode i I get what they were trying to do. I get they were trying to be fun and cheeky and meta, but there is, there's an art to being meta. I'm thinking of mm-hmm. things like Wes Craven's new nightmare scream, obviously, yeah. but there are like, um, black mirror, just mm. meta commentary in it. That's great. This one was, it was a convoluted mess. By the, the end of that episode, wasn't it? No, it sure. was dreadful. By the end of that episode, I didn't know what was happening i still didn't know what was happening and mm. i'm i'm i was bored when we got to see like different characters pop up in that like sequence i was like oh what's going on like this is oh why the fuck's twisty here you know what i mean like oh this is it's yeah, interesting face. and it's then we've got in, jamie yeah. Burrow coming back as the girl that's going to tell you you're gonna yeah. die in there but then uh, it just yeah it's, it's just, i want to be a pretty so. girl <laughs> i mean yeah to, to take i mean again it's, it's just such a tarnish on like that season but and all of the seasons really i mean I, I i do i know what you're saying like i do get what they were trying to go for it's like fan service uh, to the next it level. just wasn't ex- it just wasn't executed well whatsoever i feel like again there are some good performances that the the mum puts on mm-hmm. a really good performance i feel and it, mm-hmm. it was quite moving but i didn't think dylan mcdermott was like that great though like you could tell no, this felt like it was I. a paycheck this, it was this it was like really hammed up and mm. really over the top and whether that's he was told to do it that way so the audience know that it's actually a video game in the end and then because we get I mean th- yeah we get a it. reveal and then we get a reveal and then we get another reveal and a wink that it, things may actually yeah uh, so I mean ultimately <sighs> it's like a story within a story within a story I mean one thing I will say which was quite sweet we, we do have Noah Cyrus in this opening and I don't I think she's a great singer I, I, <laughs> great gowns beautiful gowns <laughs> the gowns were beautiful um, I, I, I will say I thought it was quite sweet she put on social media like how nice it was for her to have been a part of the show she was such a fan of and like to get in mm. Murder House and, and like I don't mm. know that must have been magic as like a fan of the show to be a part of it I do think then the the decisions that were then made like the story was just kind of Nothing. I don't know we di- we just didn't need a story like trying to find out like what we already knew about Murder House like yeah. we didn't need to to be explained like we should interpret like that story as we like and plus and then to make it a sequel to, then a pseudo sequel to the first two episodes of this season was mm, just as well as being a sequel to the as episode. well as because I, I I didn't know yeah like it was never made clear in the I suppose it is in the first two se- episodes the reference to the rubber man we're kind of like oh okay we get the red ball and the infantata and all of that this iconography we're used to seeing but because so many other characters just don't appear you assume yeah. that in some ways this is like its own like alternate oh, version of murder yeah, house it, but not no, the same it, i feel like it's this is a universe where American Horror Stories is also a TV show because that's why she included the Rubber Woman characters. And it's 
yeah. it, it wasn't if it was done right i think this would have been a really fun episode if if it wasn't but it was but this would be oh, such a shit computer game as well. Like, who wants to go into a house and have conversations with characters, but then do literally nothing? Like, there's no puzzle solving. There's none of, like, that stuff that, like, you'd expect to see in a game. So then when there's the rug pull, mm. oh, this was a game all along, you're like, what? Yeah. Who's playing it's, it? <laughs> it wasn't. It would have been interested in if it was, like, a, a text game. You know, like a text-based game. If they did yes. it like that, like... Yeah, then it would have made more sense. I think. Yeah, no, um, I completely agree. That would have been a really cool angle. Um, but yeah, you kind of get this idea then that the house has then been burnt down. There's a finite end to it. All the spirits are appeased. But then, I, the th- one thing I did like was the real estate agent played yeah. by Tom Lenk, who I thought it was he was awesome to see him. Like he Andrew was great from in that Buffy, role. my angel. I, yeah, yeah, anything he's in, I think I'll always be a, a fan of. He was probably the highlight for me. I, again, yeah. I like Sierra McCormick. Her fashion and the way that she looked at the end was phenomenal. To die for, to die for. But, but yeah, because then, uh, yeah, it, it just, it was... It falls flat. It was really sad that the season ended like that because I... Th- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry so sorry. <laughs> the way that you just coughed and then got annoyed that your body made you do that was the funniest thing to say. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's such a shame that like the season was bookended by these <laughs> by these stories. Especially like this is what it ended with. If this it is wanted the story. to be its own thing, it should have mm. just been its own thing. Like the fact yeah. that we liked the episodes that were completely unrelated. Or mm-hmm. I mean, even if there was just like a tentative link, like I don't know, they mentioned the Hotel Cortez or they mentioned Murder yeah. House, we'd be like, okay, it's in the same world, but we don't need to visit those characters. Yeah. If, or even if like we see a character who was in it, but it's barely like, it's it's, it's yeah. a passing moment. It's yeah. It was so, like Lana oh, yeah. Winters is on the news or something or something exactly. Like that. Yeah. That final that final episode did not make me excited for season two whatsoever. Like mm. I was I was like I didn't think that there would be a season two. I honestly thought I. it wouldn't get renewed. But well, I suppose thing, Ryan Murphy being Ryan Murphy, he gets knows his own way. he obviously knows shit about people at He's FX, got, so. yeah. Well, um, <laughs> the one thing I will say that I really like about this season is each episode gets its own unique. You opening title I really, it. really yeah. appreciated that. And plus they kept the they kept the American horror story theme because I don't mm-hmm. mind it when they change it to adapt certain mm-hmm. seasons. Yes. But I just miss that original theme tune so much. I love it. I mean, it. You, you said obviously that you've been revisiting Apocalypse, and I will say I absolutely loved that title sequence because of um the fact that it had obviously Murder House Coven in there, but it mm. it was that original theme. Mm. I, I I I do absolutely love the title sequences, and that's one of the things. Like the promos and the title sequences are some of the most exciting elements of American yeah. Horror Story for me. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, I'm, I I will say I don't think that uh, it let us down with that. I think the Baal episode probably had my favorite um title sequence, uh, like the yeah. pink and purple and like the demonic drawings i'm excited for season two already for that because again i'm yeah. hoping we get like different ones each uh each episode well i'm um, excited for season two because i'm hoping they're like let's look at what worked and what didn't work nobody if they f- 
fucking dare to go to Murder House at least like <laughs> once I mean, in this new season. We did. We re- revisited it enough in American Horror Story, like going back in Apocalypse. It yeah. was its own thing. Like we didn't need it again. Like, Apocalypse wrapped it up in this gorgeous little bow perfect. as well. I think absolutely. Like, Constance getting some closure, everyone yeah. getting some closure in that final one, and Viv and Ben like mm. reuniting after like wrapped it in such a nice little yeah. bow. And to then have this afterwards like, is just I was like, I'm happy to never go back again. Stay. Yeah, a hundred percent. I I agree. Um, season two, we've just had the trailer drop for it, mm-hmm. and we've had a list of all the upcoming episodes. Yeah, so so where we had seven episodes in season one, we've got nine episodes in this second season Um, but but looking at all of the titles I mean I'll go through these with you I have a feeling we're going to get original stories um, Mm -hmm. this time around so um, episode one uh, is Dollhouse and we know that Dennis O'Hare is going to be in this episode I don't know I think it's (laughs) rumoured that he's going to be a character linked back obviously to American Horror Story the only character I could think that is associated with dolls would be the butler in Coven but I don't know really what his fate is in that so again Mm. because there was a character obviously there that was obsessed with dolls whether or not he's playing a relative of the butler we don't know Mm. Um, and obviously he very much has his tongue in this uh, in this season we've seen him talk in the trailer um, the episodes kick off then July 21st, uh, the episode, the date actually that this episode Ooh. will go live. So we've, um, we've timed this perfectly and they are going to be airing every week. So again, I kind of like that, that it's a serial thing. Like we do have to wait yeah. every week. We don't get that with TV anymore. Running through the, the titles then of the episodes and then we'll maybe discuss the cast that have been confirmed. Mm-hmm. Episode two is entitled Necro. I believe in the trailer that's referring to there's a character who seems to be like a mortician who talks Mm. about dead bodies being more interesting after they're dead. Um, (laughs) uh, Number three is called Aura. I really hope Aura has Lady Gaga's hit song Aura in there. (laughs) I would would love that. Anything art pop, uh, sign me up for. Justice Um, for art pop. (laughs) uh, Number four is Drive. Um, number five is Bloody Mary. Now, this is hey. the one I'm really, really excited for. This looks to seem to have Dominique Jackson um, oh. of Pose fame and Legendary fame, if you watch Legendary. She is a legend herself. Um, I love mm-hmm. Dominique Jackson so fucking much. She's an icon. She's a legend. She is the moment. She is the moment. It looks like from the trailer that there's going to be like kind of some civil war um, time period like where obviously race was uh, a big big part of of, of the story Um, and then also she is maybe playing the titular character Bloody Mary Mm. obviously Ryan Murphy got everyone to vote on like possible American Horror Story themes for the future seasons Bloody Mary was definitely a popular one so that looks uh, kind of impressive episode 6 we've got Facelift Um, episode 7 is called Milkmaids uh, number eight is called Cellulite, and number nine is called Lake. From the clips we've seen, it looks like we've got a serial killer episode with Bella Thorne involved. Um, there's like some weird like bandage kind of thing going on. I don't know if that's going to be mm-hmm. linked to Necro and the, the like, maybe the dead body episode. Um, Alicia Silverstone has just been recently oh. confirmed as being cast. The scene that's we if. see her in is. <laughs> The scene we see her in looks a bit grudgy to me. We've got like dirty bath water and like a, oh. a dead hand reaching out of the tub. So 
I don't know. Well, um, I, she needs to redeem herself because I've just watched her in a god-awful shark film. This is a shark film I told you about, like, months ago. Can you remember? Was, yeah. Oh, oh with, yeah. Where the shark flies it's at the end. awful. <laughs> Dreadful. It's one the one where she's w- in the... Yeah, she's in the... Which is, she's like, on the hotel room. Hotel. <laughs> the hotel room boat, yeah. Yeah. Floating out to sea, yeah. Dreadful. Absolute, the scene uh, where she's talking about losing her baby, which should be, like, a really traumatic mm. scene, is just comical. She annoyed the shit out of me throughout the whole of it, and I thought... And the thing is, is she can act. She can act. She was in Batman and Robin. So, of course, we know she can act. No, but, yeah, she can act. It's I love mm. Alicia Silverstone, but that made me hate her. Anyway, I'm hoping this redeems my love I'm, for I'm her. excited to see her play in the horror genre. Like, I, I think I, I said before when I mentioned the shark film, she she's in the opening of a film called The Lodge as well, which I really enjoyed. Um, mm. Although her part's small, she seemed to, like, really leave an impact, which was great. Yeah. So I'm excited for, for this. I mean, also in this season, um, we've mentioned Dennis O'Hare, Dominique Jackson, Alicia Silverstone and Bella Thorne. Cody Fern is returning. Again, yes. he seems to be in, like, Civil War garb, so I think he might be in the Bloody Mary episode. Oh, I hope he's, oh, I hope um, he's on so, the right side of the war. You never know. I think it looks like he's getting his fingers cut off or he's being tortured in some way. So that, to me, suggests that maybe he is but we don't know well Um, time will tell judith light is in there um who was in the politician and of course claire mead fame in ugly betty who i love Mm. Um, icon gabri sidibe is returning as well amazing franchise love her love 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 her so i personally um am quite optimistic about this season um Mm. What I loved about American Horror Stories, even with the first season, is it was like the show that kept me going until American Horror Story returned. Like, so this was like an appetizer or a starter for the main course, which would come like September, October time. Um, Well, the main the main course that came after American Horror Stories was the double feature, wasn't it? Yes. So, did you did you watch that? Did you? No. I give it a whirl. I'm about to watch it because. I said I've just rewatched Apocalypse because I needed after that I need I needed to be like I need something that I'm going to enjoy. So I was like mm-hmm. I'm going to rewatch Apocalypse because I never got to the final episode of it. Uh, I don't know why. I just the final episode is like is you amazing. have watched the final episode now. Yeah, I've watched it now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She but didn't like, need the help of a powerful voodoo queen. Oh, Angela that ain't you, Bassett. sis. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, I really I screamed when that. <laughs> I just, I just love. I'm Constance Langdon, and this is my fucking house. Like, <laughs> the, anyway, the one-liners in that season, yeah, is just impeccable. Like, yeah, that's how you so write a I, show. I, I, so after that, I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch 1984, whatever it is, mm. um, and then I'm gonna watch Double Feature, just because. That- have you not watched 1984? Have you? I've watched clips, but I'm some. I'm going to watch it next. I wouldn't. I, I do very much think double feature is a bit of a return to form. Particularly, mm-hmm. I would say the first part. Okay. Um, Macaulay Culkin is, is amazing. Great. Yeah, really, yeah. really good. Also, it stars the kid who was in Firestarter. I watched Firestarter recently with with Zac Efron, and yeah, I know you warned me not to watch that, but. Um, yeah, I did, and was uh, disappointed. It even was Zac Efron couldn't precious. resume it for me. No, it was it was no, it was such a shit show. So yeah. bad. I'm excited for 1984 purely because Cody Fern and um, Gus Kenworth is in it as well, isn't he? Gulp, 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 so good. Gus Kenworthy is. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. 
but yeah, I can't wait for season two purely because some of the talent that's behind it um, has said, mm-hmm. you put Dominique Jackson in absolutely anything and I will watch it. She will I would dominate. And I she would will love for her to really get into the horror franchise because she's got such a powerful presence. I think that something could be... I'd love to see her in a role as like a witch I mean, or something. And who knows? Maybe she will be playing a witch, but I feel like she would be... I think she's a, she's going to have oh. a witchy vibe in this. I mean, the, the thing that I will say, obviously, about the whole franchise as a whole and even th- this, uh, that kind of offshoot... The fact that we we are getting like trans actors casting roles, we are getting queer actors casting roles, mm. and although the representation hasn't been like to our liking all of the time, I think mm. in short short spaces of time in episodes, a lot is relied on stereotypes. I'm hoping that that there's a bit of a course correction with that because yeah. the if I'm being honest, the queerness of it all just really like annoyed me like it just felt too much in in, in places like and it mm. was just it, it, it just well, felt like it was being done for the wrong reasons like well it's, it's it didn't feel queer in the way that i queer is it was unrelatable uh, wasn't queer it? is by queers for me mm. like queer is when we make something and mm. th- that felt gay this that was felt... an idea of gay yeah <laughs> that felt corporate pride that felt <laughs> hi gay happy pride month we are sashaying away with deals. Yeah, it was it was very very that unfortunately. Um, I love that video. So <laughs> happy Pride Month. <laughs> it's yeah. So I suppose if you're happy to, I'm happy to end on a positive note going into Absolutely. season two of American Horror Stories. Uh, I'm sure we we might revisit this in a future episode again. You never know. See how, if you guys like. We'll see this. how it goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Whether I can. If, <laughs> if it's we can bad, I don't it. want to talk about it again. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I've kind of enjoyed this episode being maybe like one where we've we've not completely like loved it. Like there's yeah. elements we've loved, but it's not something. Um, that's not to say I don't recommend checking this out, guys. Like yeah. please do make your own. I'm glad. Mind I'm up. glad I watched. I'm glad I watched mm. it. And as I said, the, the one thing it did was like, oh, I'm gonna go back and rewatch a series of American Horror Story. Maybe that was the goal all along. Like, give them something that's less quality so they're, mm. like, they're appreciative all, of yeah. the good but stuff. But I, um, it, it also made me realise uh, how much more I want from um, the makers of Blair Witch, but yeah. So mm, let's go sure. into um, our recommendations this month. Yes. I only have the one this month and I'm I keeping... I think I do as well. Oh, so I'm keeping on theme with uh, an anthology and it's a book, uh, an anthology book called Your Body Is Not Your Body, a new weird horror anthology to benefit trans youth in Texas. Now it's a, it's over 30 creators from the trans, uh, transgender non-conforming communities um, come together to voice their rage, defiance and fearlessness in a new weird horror tradition. Um, so it's a anthology of like fucked up like <laughs> short horror stories. Um, a big portion of proceeds goes towards a trans charity in Texas as well, where you know trans people are under attack, yeah. um, and just gay people, and everyone's under attack over in America. But um, <laughs> it's uh, published by Tenebrous Press. Uh, it's available. You know, I've got it on Kindle because I can't own too many physical books anymore. It's so good. All the stories are so, so, so f***ed 
up. But one of the great ones is there's one about a lot of trans teens who like f up a load of like jock type people. Mm-hmm. Like really, and I mean, fuck that. when I say body horror, I'm like, it's, it's body fun. horror. It's visceral. Um, there's some d- really decent stories in there as well by some incredible writers. I highly recommend checking it out. And the cover alone is amazing. Uh, so the cover is like a swan that's got like being wrapped by like loads of tentacles with eyes on it, and oh, it's it's just gnarly. Um, ugh, gnarly. Uh, oh, who are you? Uh, who even are you? Ew. But yeah, uh, it's called Your Body Is Not Your Body. Uh, please check it out. It's only like £6.35 as well on Kindle. So like, Go support it, guys. Cheapest yeah. chips. Get it. <laughs> Cheapest chips. You're, you're one with the catchphrases this, this evening. I love to love to hear it. Bagging um, them. I might change it up slightly and actually go for mm. two recommendations. One that I know I can trust, but I'll start with one that I'm currently enjoying at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. We spoke about this before we, we came on to record, um, but I'm actually watching the Resident Evil show on Netflix. Yeah. And I will say I'm not totally hating it. Like, I think... Um, however hokey and cheesy the the films are like uh i they have a special place in my heart i grew up with them i didn't really like the resident evil uh return or welcome to raccoon city like the standalone film i think that was a bit i still haven't watched cheap. that um it, it's a shame because I, I mean i'm not like an avid avid fan of the games like i've played them growing up so i can recognize character names mm. and, and like locations and all of that sort of stuff and how much i want chris redfield to fucking blow my back out as well <laughs> Damn, boy, he's thick. Boy, that's a thick-ass boy. Damn. Um, but I, I don't know. I was excited to see, like, Netflix taking it on because I thought Netflix it's going to be good. Mm. I will say this is definitely... I think why I'm enjoying it so much. I'm only four episodes in and there's eight episodes uh, of the series. Um, I'm enjoying, like, the monsters of, of it. Like, it's a very visual effects mm. heavy show. I think the creature design is, is mint. I think it's absolutely incredible. Um, and I mm. think the visual effects, and I think, I think everyone involved, uh, is actually really, really good. I don't think there's a weak link. I've not, like, seen an actor that I'm like, oh god, no, this, they're kind of, they shouldn't be here. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying it so far. I've seen, a weird scene on TikTok involving a Dua Lipa song, which I think is going to be a few episodes ahead. Crazy. I, I usually do this with my recommendations. I recommend something before I finish it, and then I don't know. I get to the finale, and I'm like, God damn, don't watch it, guys. Uh, did you say? I'm did you say you've got two? Um, yes. The because other... I, I realised I've got two. Okay. Well, I'm happy to dip back to you if you want to take the floor once yeah. more. But Resident Evil so far, I'm enjoying. Um, yeah, uh, we're at the same place as well. We're both four episodes then. Um, we're so insane. Some, yeah, there's <laughs> some great performances. Um, the guy who plays Albert Wesker is I love insane. him in everything. Like, I love yeah. him in Fringe. I thought he was great in Fringe. and He's in um, Supergirl as, as well. well. Oh, oh, okay. I've not seen that, so I'm, I'm okay. sure it's the same person. I'm sure he plays the Martian Manhunter and Supergirl. He's got his, he's, it's he's the got voice, an incredible voice, the yes. voice, yeah. oh, like yeah. butter. But yeah, um, so my second recommendation comes in the form of um, some music because it's like unbearably, unbearably hot in the UK at the moment, um, and not just it's not our Spotify playlist, which you can listen to after the show. Um, I've this created this month is another great one. I've We've created well. a hyper pop playlist, um, 
this month to go along with American Horror Stories because this season's like really queer. So I wanted to be like a, an actual gay celebration. Yeah. Um, but yes. Um, so as I said, summer's here. We all need something to listen to this month, and it's really hot. The only thing that's been getting me through. Uh, is an album from 2011 called Here I Am uh, by Kelly Rowland. Friday! Uh, it features <laughs> it features songs such as Motivation with Lil Wayne. It features Commander uh, with David no Guetta, more. Down for Whatever, When Love Takes I'm Over, it's uh, and Turn It Up and All of the Night, which is, um, it's an incredible album. They're all on one album as well. Yes. All like, of those songs. If you, if you want to like shake your purse to one of the biggest icons in the world um it's actually like part of me wishes this was a joke but it's actually a really f-ing incredible album like, <laughs> like i'm as much as yes i do mention kelly Rowland in every episode Friday! it's genuine love for her i actually yeah. really love kelly Rowland. i Can imagine her. if she was on an episode though of american horror stories like it hands down be the best episode just because of that yeah and she'd have to like she'd, there'd have to be another she, character called Freddy Freddy in there but she'd also she'd definitely have to call like Dennis O'Hara f- or something like <laughs> that would be amazing yeah and my other recommendation is the t- 20 is it 2011 yeah oh my god I feel so old the 2011 album Here I Am specifically the international vision uh, by Miss Calandria Rowland Calandria <laughs> That is uh, that's tickled me far too much. I suppose my final recommendation then would be uh, another anthology series, which I know for a fact you can put your trust in, um, and is a good, good, good horror series. And that would be the Creepshow series on Shudder. Yes. I believe there's four seasons that have premiered so far. I believe we're still getting more. But where we've kind of said that the quality control maybe isn't there for American Horror Story, um, makeup effects legend Greg Nicotero mm. uh, oversees this show, uh, directs a few of the episodes, obviously makes sure the practical and visual effects everything are just top par we've got some incredible cameos uh, in there adrian barbeau again is is in yep. there we've got tobin bell david arquette's in an episode um ali lata i mean it, the list goes on icon they get so many good people in there and although it is hammy and cheesy as f- like that's the point of the show yeah um, and i think it's definitely lent into if you haven't seen the original film which is an anthology uh, by george a romero written by stephen king i definitely recommend checking that out but check out the series like shudder mm. are doing incredible things with that and that i think that's kind of like the jewel in their crown um yeah in terms well, of their original content um shudder's got some great original content and they should definitely sponsor us um mm-hmm. but um speaking <laughs> of um we i don't think we've mentioned on here but there's an upcoming queer horror documentary there is um, and it's by brian fuller of all people mm-hmm. as well and i f-ing love brian fuller so much hannibal pushing daisies mm-hmm. american gods he is Hannibal and American Gods are probably two of the most beautiful looking shows I've ever every, watched every single show that he makes is gorgeous to watch his use of colour in TV shows is amazing if you watch Pushing yeah. Davids and all it's like pastel glory um, and stick around purely if you don't enjoy anything else just for Lee Pace being fit as f- and Christian Chenoweth being amazing and yep. Uh, she also does a cover of Hopelessly Devoted to You in that show, which is amazing. Um, 
So yeah, check that. I can't. I would very much like to discuss that when it comes out. Um, yeah. I'd very much like them to do a follow up and invite us on. Um, I'd very much like them to give us a promo code um, or something like that for yeah. <laughs> code It'd Kelly sixty nine. Kelly sixty nine. Kelly sixty nine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that that wraps it up was, for my my recommendations. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Done so well done, done us. Yeah, nailed it. Uh, this is my favourite part of the episode, so I'm, well, I'm very, very excited. Um, you've I'm just going to give everyone at home a heads up. If you've got a weak stomach, um, this one may not be for you. <laughs> it's a hookup horror story of which it's. it's <laughs> let's just say it's a journey. Um, yep. They've asked to remain anonymous, but it's been sent in by J, the letter J. The name isn't J. I know okay. what J stands for because. I know this person, um, but right. Hoping my story holds up to some of the others, but I suppose we shall see. So, this one comes courtesy of Scruff, because I'm a bear, and that's where I get my best lays. But this experience made me give it a wide berth for a little bit. I was on holiday in sunny Skegness and fancied a bit of fun while I was there, so I loaded up the app one night after sampling some of the worst fish and chips that I've ever had in my life. I get messaging a lad whose name was something like Subbottom97, and we arrange for him to come over to my hotel room. There's the usual back and forth flirting and exchanging of nudes, etc., so I start making the room look presentable. I meet Subbottom97 in the reception and take them up to my room, and the minute the door is closed, we start getting hot and heavy. He's probably the hungriest little bottom I've ever encountered, so I'm quite excited. I throw him over the bed and slip myself in him, and we start going at it. After a few moments, I start to get quite a bad stomach ache, but carry on regardless because I don't want to ruin the moment. I start getting cold sweats and without any warning whatsoever, I vomit all over poor Subbottom 97's back. Oh no. I mean, it went everywhere. It's like if Jackson Pollock liked to play with his food. I immediately pull out and apologize. The poor lad looks devastated and starts kicking off. And then he starts retching and throws up himself all over the carpet. And then that sets me off again. There we are, both of us, stark bollock naked, covered in sick and standing in each other's dinner. We both run to the bathroom when the worst of it is over and jump into the shower together. Once we're both clean, he turns around to kiss me. I think, well, it's not a complete wasted night then. But the moment he kisses me, I can taste his sick. So I throw up. Oh, Again. Anyway. He cleans up and gets out, gets dressed and leaves. I spend the rest of the night in the bathroom and I never heard from him again. Anyway, lads. I love what you do, and I'm waiting for the day that you cover The Lost Boys, because that's my favourite horror film ever. I know that you, Liam J, will have a lot to say about those damn vampire boys. Yes, you are correct. Um, much love and less dignity, J. I don't, right, so firstly, I don't think there's a bodily fluid we've not covered on this podcast now, because we've had them all. I, th- I feel like we've had oh. them all. 
Wow. I think I think we've 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 done the whole spectrum of bodily fluids. Also, right. it just made me think of that scene in Scary Movie Two when the, <laughs> <laughs> they're just throwing up on each other. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I would be mortified. I, oh, I know it's like it's a natural thing. Like no one surely does that on purpose. Like I'm I'm not into that. But I suppose some people are. But yeah, not to I know, shame you, but no. I, I I know somebody who's into that. Yeah. Oh, dear me. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah it was um, the guy that paid you 20 quid earlier. <laughs> I want you no, to fart um, in my mouth, Ray. <laughs> oh, piss on your face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm farting your mouth. I shit on these walls, Ray. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, thank you, Jay, for that lovely, yes, um, thank you, lovely story. Uh, thank you for your kind words as well. And yep. um, one day we will cover the Lost Boys. It's coming. Um, it's coming, and so will I. Unlike um, you, who was, I was going to say him, who was instead. Oh, not, I know. Not Blue balls there. and throwing up on that. I wonder, that's, he did oh mention God. bad fish and chips, so I'm wondering if they're Yeah, the I was thinking that. Off. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I have a Savaloy. God. Oi, oi. Oi, oi, Savaloy. But yeah, you, you poor thing. And if you're out there, sub button 97, and, and that was, you know, you were the victim of that writing. I want to know more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you do have a hookup horror story of your own, uh, you can either private message either of us, but please be me. Um, but you can send it to Liam, but um, just, yeah. Or you, know, you can I've not email us. Any yet. At, I've not received any from anyone yet. I think it's because I read them out. And I think, I think yeah. people like hearing your reaction. My reaction. <laughs> um, plus, I, pe- I pester a lot of people, I know. So, um you can also email them to theirqueerpodcast at outlook.com. So that's that. That's this month. Um, it's not as hot as we last recorded today, so thank God. Um, Jeez Louise, it's, it's getting there, isn't it? It's still I mean, hot as f- So, yeah, this drops on the 21st, the same day that um, that the first episode of American Horror Stories released. Uh, I think it's you- Hulu in the States and Disney Plus here in the UK, isn't it, mm. that you can watch it, so... Disney Plus um, yeah. star, yeah. Um, but yeah, you can um, yeah, let us know what you think. I'd be like really interested in people letting us know if they're watching along, um, mm-hmm. especially when the Dominique Jackson episode comes out. I want the whole of I gay Twitter wait. to be talking about it. Cannot also, wait. Can we just quickly talk about like exciting gay news that Samara Weaving is joining the Scream franchise? Yes. <gasps> yes. I, I can't believe I went the whole episode without mentioning that. I can like... Whatever, whatever my thoughts on five cream were, six cream or whatever the I hell just, it's going to be called. I just hope she isn't the opening because if I even, know she's involved, but then she's not. Even involved, if she I'll is the opening, sad. I know that she will. Like her performance is going to be the highlight. Um, we've already seen images that of Gail returning in another power, power suit, suit this time. It's, um, it's like, like a blue, cobalt blue. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited yeah. for this. Um, and she's got lime green shoes on as well, which is maybe a nod to her lime green suit in the first film. Um, I just love her. Whatever happens, I'm excited for Scream to return, no matter, like, in the capacity. Uh, as much as I may have shit on the fifth one a little bit, I'm, the fact that it's still out there and it's giving, putting horror into, New people like, have discovered yeah. the franchise through it, so very much like American Horror Stories. Yeah. It's worked for some people. So, speaking of iconic women, uh, next month we are bringing you another special episode all about femme fatales. Um, We are going to be discussing iconic, villainous, icon women, everything, shit on it, piss on it. (laughs) Never been done before. Never been done before. (laughs) Um, Like, 
people such as films such as like Basic Instinct, Fatal Attraction, Gone single Girl, etc. Female, single white female. You know, some incredible. There's a certain type of like. It's like a subgenre in itself, isn't yeah, it? This, it's amazing. This, yeah. I'm like, I'm excited. Like Gone Girl is probably one of like. Yes. The greatest films of all time. What you should do <laughs> is next month uh, you should listen to that. Uh, and in the meantime, just imagine the Spotify playlist already. I'm excited. Don't worry. It's I'm going to make it over the weekend. So. But what you can do is if you miss us too much, and I know my month is such a hard time, uh, you can listen. <laughs> you can listen to past episodes. Mm-hmm. Go back and listen to them. They're a lot of fun. Uh, listen of how our audio quality got magically yeah, better like one literally, day. Literally, I think from episode <laughs> six onwards, it's it's okay. Yeah, uh, we discovered <laughs> something new, which was great. And you can follow us both on social media. You can follow the podcast on social media. All the links are in the description. Uh, you can send me unsolicited dick pics. Um, I would very much like to see them if you haven't listened to our stranger things recap surprise i'm single now um so i'd very much <laughs> like any and all of you to slide into my dms and my <laughs> and anyway um so Beep. <laughs> <laughs> amazing oh and also i forgot to mention we've fe- been featuring here yes. there and everywhere speaking um, of of the hot weather as well this this mm-hmm. month we've or we've also featured on um our good friends podcast the horror hangout podcast um talking about a really camp 80s slasher called the burning so mm-hmm. if you want to hear our thoughts on that check that out it's uh it's a great episode you also get to see our faces as well if you watch the youtube version but if you just want to listen to our voices and see us mysteriously then you didn't that know was... it was visual, did you? No. I sent you a message. I basically sent you a message saying, girl, you need to... Do you know, many times, do you know how many times I had to mute to cough in that? Good God. There was a lot. <laughs> but anyway, we're out there. We're out there in the world. If you want to see um, how unfiltered and... Oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly, I look like a thumb. But I'm so red as well throughout to the whole episode. To be fair, I looked quite fit, so I'm, I'm not mad. So, yeah, if you enjoyed that... <laughs> Um, <laughs> if you want to see what we both look like properly um, one thing I will say you probably will never see us um, doing a video version of this maybe one day but maybe I, I don't maybe. feel the need I think you just no. listening to our dulcet tones is enough but if you do want to see me um, I have taken some fantastic nudes in the last week um, <laughs> so just again slide into my DMs and you show me yours I'll show you mine I need to know what you think of mine after this still so <laughs> on that note <laughs> On that note, um, remember that closets were not made for people. They were made for monsters and babysitter killers. Bye! Bye! <laughs> <laughs>